It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. They're wonderful lads that do a great job there. And worth reading about that man there. Karim Benzema needs to rest and the numbers reveal why. What up, fam? It's Castilla Corn back at <laughs> last with another episode. We're another. We're a member short once again. I think we were a member short the last time. I can't remember. Yeah, but, it was you. That's yeah, we're, you yeah, yeah. I was not here last time, so Sam isn't here this time because he's kind of between houses, trying to find his way to the promised land of Norway. But yeah. I do. One man from Norway here with me, with Ruben. Yes, hello, hello. Yeah, will be nice to have Sam in Norway as well. Although he plans on moving to another side of the country, so it's you know, it's yeah, not going to help it might. Much. Yeah, that's true. Well, I was going to say it might cut our pre-podcast conversation short because since we didn't talk for nearly a month, we've spent forty minutes talking before we hit the <laughs> button. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say maybe Sam would help cut that short if you guys were in person, but no, no avail. It seems like if Castilla Corner is going to do a live podcast again, it's going to be somewhere in Norway. <laughs> yes, I think so too. I don't know how many, how big the audience would be in Norway. Uh, but... Thousands, no doubt. Thousands. <laughs> we'll do it on a big stage, one of the big venues in Oslo somewhere, in Norway, probably. Uh, I, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to talk about, I suppose the reason we didn't record a huge amount is because there wasn't a huge amount of games to talk about but we're going to talk about the Katafi game which was two or three weeks ago now and the yeah, Royal Mile um, you know we all know about Corona and you know one of uh, Castilla's games uh, was affected and um, you know there has been some yeah. some um, problems with the Real Madrid Academy when it comes to this and also the, the women's team had to postpone a game so you know it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, almost I'm- yeah, I suppose the senior team have had its brushes with positive cases. I think Hazard and Courtois have it, or 
Hazard Casemiro. and Casemiro have it now, yeah. So and it's almost surprising that it doesn't happen more often, but uh, especially yeah. when they are going around the world with their national teams. Well, it's, it's hurt the youth system massively. I mean, their last season they had all their campaigns cut halfway through. Well, apart from the under-19s who got to play the UEFA Youth League. But, I mean, for the most part, everyone had to finish up their seasons halfway through. And then they had to come back in September, where they'd usually be starting the campaign. And they had to play the pre-seasons. And now a lot of them only started, you know, a lot of the younger age groups started this week. And I think uh, (laughs) the infamous Alvaro Arbeloa is going to be starting his season this week. this weekend. I forgot so we'll about him. What, what what age does he coach? At He's again? going to be coaching Infantile, which if you listen to if I if you listen to the people I follow who I generally trust on Castilla Info, Infantile is probably the most talented age group in the academy right now. So okay, so that's according to my list here. It's uh, the under thirteens. Yeah, and they, that that's the age group with Reyes's son and Paolo Igalo. Oh. Igalo. I'm not sure. We'll have to. I get used to saying his name when he comes up higher, but he's uh, then, uh, joint top, joint highest active goal scorer in the academy right now. Okay, and then for Ablo, that means that it's uh, suddenly a very natural yeah. step to, for example, step up to the from the under 13s to, for example, the under 16s, and you know, then you have it going. <laughs> it's a huge amount of responsibility for a coach <laughs> just starting out. He only got his licenses recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Let, let's see. It's not that many profiles left in the academy. I mean, for a while, I don't think we were realizing how how lucky we were with Alonso, Raul, and, you know. Yeah. That was uh, the good times. But uh, I don't know. It's it's probably not normal, no? Yeah, uh, well, I, was, I think I've noticed recently with the change, because there was massive change in the higher-ups over the summer with, um, God, his name's Kate, Manu Fernandez. He took over as director of the Cantera. Yeah. And it's in, yeah. I mean, obviously it's a small sample size, but he's kind of booted out a lot of the old old guard in that sense and brought in, you know, Jorge Romeo, Romero yeah. for Juvenile A. And he brought he brought in an outsider as well for Juvenile B, mm. I believe. You, again, I'm very rusty on all this because it's been so long. You know, uh, but yeah, thing... there seems to have been a profile change for coaches. And also there's been a change in the how we're promoting players as well because... This week, Israel Salazar got his yeah got to start got to sit on the bench. Obviously, he didn't get to play, unfortunately, but was brought up to the bench. We were a little bit frustrated he didn't um, get to play on a higher level. At least I remember you and Sam were talking about because he yeah. was was playing for Juvenil C. Yeah, and, and he's, um, he skipped an age group this year. He's a starter for Juvenile A this season. And we were talking about okay, so it's the under 16s now. Maybe if he skips the under 17s and goes straight to the under 19s, that's not so bad. But this time he has actually not only done that, but as you say, yeah. he was on the bench for Castilla. And for everyone listening, Israel Salazar is maybe the most promising player in in our Cantera. I don't know. It's it's difficult yeah. to compare players always. Joint but, uh, joint top active goal scorer with the aforementioned Paolo in Infantile. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, I, the last time I checked, they both had 151 goals, which is ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Really, is ludicrous. Salazar, uh, what's so exciting about him is that I think he's the kind of profile that uh, a lot of Real Madrid fans want for the future. Just uh, very, very quick, going, running behind the lines, good finisher, technical. Um, he has a lot of uh, qualities. So someone, I think, yeah, someone was asking me recently, "Am I that high?" Because I, I, I think there's a bit of debate on when he'll be ready, and I don't. Personally, I don't see any reason 
you see, his biggest talent for me is that the, no matter what sort of ball you feed into him, he just seems to be able to score regardless. It doesn't yeah. seem to matter. He just scores goals. Yeah. And obviously, there's going to be, no matter where you put him, there's going to be parts of his game that he's going to have to improve on. Mm. I don't really think he has much of an aerial prowess, which I think is something you can he can improve on if Sergio Ramos is to take into <laughs> example of anything. You know, height doesn't really matter. It's a lot yeah. to do with technique. But, I don't I mean, know how like, high he is, but how tall he is. I think he's, but... he's tallish. It's hard to tell until you see them in real life. But yeah. what I'm saying is that if if the kind of if it's an irrefutable fact that he's just going to score goals, then you you can put him anywhere. You know, yeah, <laughs> he's going to yeah. fulfill his he's going to fulfill his um his main criteria. Uh, so I have Salazar here now. His height. They don't have the height here. Okay, I thought they had. I thought they had it on realmdrid.com. They used to have the weight and everything. I was remember. He's I a remember. very he's a very slight player, and from what I've watched, he a lot of what he does is on the ground. You know. Yes. Yes. Don't see him scoring many headers, and he's he doesn't strike me as much of an aerial threat. I haven't seen that side of his game yet. Anyways. Um, as long as we, you know, this is the Castilla corner, but uh, as long as we're starting to talk about um, the Juvenil Lila, do you want to continue or do you want to wait a little bit? I do have another player who I want to talk about from the Juvenil Lila, but do you want to wait? Uh, no, we can fire away. Was this what this is what I was just mentioning before we start recording, is it? Um, the player? Yeah. No, it's actually another player, but you can mention yours uh, as well. But I was just I've just been, the yeah, under 16s better like on Madrid 11 nil, which is yeah. just <laughs> not going to get boring saying it. It is just, I don't, I don't watch. I've, I saw that result and was like, maybe I should, and also it's with work I have to change as well, but maybe I should just start watching you games as they appear on Real Madrid TV because <laughs> there just seems to be. A ridiculous, just some ridiculous things that are happening every week, you know. Yeah, yeah. and they've seemed to populate. I mean, I had to write up just a quick thing on Adam Arvelo, who we signed from uh, Villarreal over the summer, and he scored twice and assisted one, and has a a Nike deal already. At fifteen, he has he signed up with Nike until twenty twenty two, which is yeah hard to believe for me. But yeah, maybe okay. it's uh, maybe it's uh, I'm considering just watching everything depending on what time of the day it's on, and see what happens. Yes. Whatever. They generally have a game between 9 and 12 in the day, so that suits me to ground to the ground. I'll just watch it, whatever that is. I mean, it's great to have uh, you on the on the pod, because you know a lot about the, this stuff, and it's. I don't think that's very common to follow that closely, the, the well, under 16s. I've already, I've already mentioned them on the little Twitter thread to the article, but La Fabrica Madrid is... Yeah. I, I would be nothing but in a shell if it wasn't for his Twitter content. You know, I don't. I don't think that person is is one person. It must be a whole team behind that Twitter account because it's just an unholy amount of football and video and just everything, yeah. anything. No one is posting it like that. So he's definitely I, worth a follow if you're if you're interested like, in the sort. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So, I mean, when I look back at my time in Madrid. I, I'm almost kicking myself a little bit because um, I didn't know that it was possible to go to academy games before towards the end. So I went to the Cartagena game, the playoff game with Castilla were fantastic, but I couldn't gone to could have gone to so many more. You know, I could have yeah. maybe even seen some when when we went to the um, 
the tour at Valdebebas, we actually um, got to see the training session of um, the team where Marcelo's son's Marcelo's son plays. Oh wow, they're deep. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, more, yeah. you know that was a weird moment, but uh, it was kind of cool as well, just to. Was Marcelo there? Mm, no, I don't think he was there. But uh, <laughs> might have been in a in a baseball cap. He didn't. Yeah. See it. <laughs> but, you know that's actually. I didn't even think about that. Maybe he was there, but no, probably not. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that's you know just going to academy football. We were also talking a little bit before we started that you know following round with could be toxic sometimes with you know Twitter timeline and everything. But when it comes to the academy, it's just more. I it's don't very know, clean. It's very clean. Yes, it's very clean. Very very clean. It's much much better. Much less noise. Much less um, controversy. Yeah. Just... Which is probably for the best, considering how much Real Madrid put the academy out there. Like they scre- they play, they play all the age groups. You can, if you want, you can get highlights of the under eights if you wanted to. You would think that um, you putting t- these talents out on TV every week would harm them, but it doesn't. Exactly. Seem like yeah, it. it's not having an effect because obviously there's just not that much coverage for yeah. now. I mean, obviously, a 50, 15 year old sign with Nike suggests different, doesn't it? But <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is. A, it's a very much cleaner experience, and the senior team can be at times. The player I was supposed to mention was um, a player who I think also maybe has skipped an age group. I'm not sure, but um, at least he could have. Huh? Is it Bruno? Bruno also has. Oh, I, that's the player who I just recently noticed. He seems like oh, fantastic. Yeah, he's fantastic. And, yeah, uh, he seems maybe even better than I thought, but. He he hasn't been able to play too much for Castilla, but a player who has been able to to show his talents there is Peter. Yeah, <laughs> Peter Federico, and I mean, wow, he he is just such a skillful player. And uh, when I were going to talk about Castilla uh, very soon, but uh, I think he could have gone into the the Castilla squad quite easily. You know, just at least being a yeah. good player to bring off off the bench. No need to rush him. But that's another player who I would um, mention. Do you have you mentioned Bruno? Yeah, well, actually, more? you another one. The subject of Peter, you've just like unlocked a memory in my brain that I watched Juvenile A's season opener a couple of yeah. weeks ago. I was that. I was just about to, it, Peter was like shamelessly stealing the souls of all of all the defenders that tried to go <laughs> up against him, and I think he, I think he must have been emboldened by the fact that his their families weren't in the in the uh, stands to see it. He was like, I I can. Be as rootless as I want, but I... <laughs> oh my god! It, and you see, the thing is, it was the same with Miguel Gutierrez. I can't. I watched. I, I can't honestly say if my youth experience last season it was probably at most ten percent. You have not be. I didn't watch a huge amount of them just because of the you know scheduling and stuff like that, yeah. which is why I'm considering changing it this season. But anyways, he was he was good, but I didn't. I didn't think he was going to be what he's turned into this season. He's just yeah. come he's just coming of age really he's a fantastic player yeah so, so it hard seems to like mark. we have a lot of talent in Runela as well just uh, yeah also another Zidane Theo he has been getting minutes for Castilla and um, and also Aranda I think I looked the like of him um, when he played and uh, yeah I think it looks very good I think um, and also Good Johnson the son of uh, Idol Good Johnson yeah, he's out at the moment he is out okay but he was on fire when he before he got injured he was okay. yeah he was scoring goals for fun who's uh, starting who's the starting striker at the Vanilla? it was it was Tio in the last game that I watched because of the really? coronavirus yeah because okay. the, the virus is just 
there was a lot of kind of training between Castilla and Juvenile A, so the viruses just kind of ruined ruined okay. that that start ruined the start of their season. I think ruined. I think it's posed a very big issue for both coaches. Just they haven't had the options that they thought they would have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, I think Raul felt that with his lineup this week. I'm not. Really, it was a mixture of. I mean, Sergio Santos because of the injuries and. The fullback department's been in the senior team squad, so mm-hmm. one suspects he wasn't present in the lineup because that's where he'll be. This is what weekend is it? Oh, maybe yeah. he was just injured. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. he didn't play one thing or another, but yeah, the I think there's just been a lot of. It's been very disruptive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I mentioned um, we have Theo Sidan and we have uh, the son of Edu Good Johnson. And we also have the son of uh, Santi Canizares uh, in Juvenilas. So Lucas Canizares. He's also another fantastic player. He's one. Yeah, of, you like I him? think of, of the ones I've watched, I think he's the only one that I would say, you, outside of his namesake, there's plenty of to get excited about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we also have was the what was the Reyes. Son as well. Yeah, his oh. dad's name died recently, unfortunately. Oh, Jose Antonio Reyes was yeah. my, one of my favorite players uh, even before that. Happened. You know, when when players, you know, stuff happens to former players like that, it's easy to get extra affectionate with them. But he was already one of my favorite players of all time, Jose Antonio Reyes, because he scored the winning goal in the yeah. last game of the season in my, the first season where I followed Real Madrid. So I, you know, oh. I what think I think player. even for people who didn't watch that season, it's oh. rare not to find someone to find someone who hasn't seen that goal. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, just but he's massive, massive player. Bit, his son's um, playing for the youth teams as well. Just an extra note on that: <laughs> they're going off here, further and further away from Castilla. But uh, just um, that final game in 2007, you know, Reyes wasn't actually the one scoring the winning goal it was Mahamadou Diara who was sending us into the lead actually yeah. <laughs> so, so he's not getting a lot of credit for that goal yeah is... where is his son why isn't he getting <laughs> <laughs> yes we should bring him on as well yeah then. we need to get him on yeah the son of Mahamadou Diara yeah I don't know but uh, <laughs> just uh, to mention it now maybe we should talk about Castilla <laughs> oh, I, mean, I don't know Castilla yeah. Corner is nothing if not its tangents but yeah, yeah we probably should get on to the main topic of the day yeah, yeah, which yeah. unfortunately the reason we probably spent so long talking about other things is because we've lost both the games that we're about to yeah, talk about yeah 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 that's the problem not too um, good I will come out and say fortunately the two of us have seen both games unfortunately we've the two of us have only seen one game each from what I can tell I could, I have the Getafe game pretty firmly stuck in my head, and you you only just reached, recently stopped watching the Rio Maya Honda game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually just uh, watched it just uh, in replay. Yeah, but I have watched all of the games which were available. Um, yeah. So, but the thing is that you're so much seems, more studious than I am. This seems so far away now. It's like uh, yeah. you know, a month ago we were playing Getafe. So, I, but I watched the uh, highlights before it started. So I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> well, I think. The main, the main, the two main features from both these games is, well, firstly, just luck has not shined on our favor, shined in our favor the last two matches. Uh, the Katafe game, we made a mistake. He made a mistake to give up the goal within the first three minutes, and then the, up until Hugo Duro's equalizer, they spent the whole game huffing and puffing and trying to get back into it, dominated proceedings, scored the equalizer, and then. A minute before regulation time was over, they conceded the eventual winner. So 
Getafe had two shots on target and lost. It was like a game of FIFA, really. I remember yeah, this. Is. It reminded me of why I quit FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> same here, same it. here. I've, I've unfortunately fallen into the habit now because I've nothing better to be doing. But yeah, <laughs> I, I gave up FIFA. Stopped buying the FIFA franchise like two or three years ago because I <laughs> it was too too often had I played games like Castilla did on against yeah, Getafe. Yeah, yeah. I've, and I've, then, still, I've still resisted FIFA, but yeah, Castilla. Yeah. Well, I haven't bought the new one, but I have an old one that I've been playing. Wasn't FIFA recently. the reason why Sam started following Castilla? Because there was uh, I think another... it's the reason most people follow some form of football in some shape or form or the other. Yeah, but Sam was uh, just playing FIFA and found another Real Madrid team, and that's where it started for him. I think that was how it, it yeah, was. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. pretty. If you rewind on these podcasts, you'll find that story somewhere, because we've talked about it plenty, but yeah, that's what got him started. Yeah, and then the Rayo Macharaon, the game was... Uh, <sighs> the thing is that it was nil-nil up until the final minutes, and then a player from uh, Rayo just had a... Just yeah. Stunning goal, just a volley from I don't know how many meters, yeah. but just once oh, in man. a lifetime sort of finish, really. Yeah, and uh, that was that meant, unfortunately, that Castilla are now <laughs> in the relegation zone. Oof, exactly as we feared. True, uh, I mean, at the mo- last two match days, it's true, no fault of their own that they're in this position. It's the federation, if nothing, for making it this close. Yeah, the good news, I suppose. That we're in the relegation zone even this early is concerning because it's just there's no room for errors. You every time you lose, you're putting a nail in the coffin of whatever your objective is for the season. Yeah, because we're not going to uh, repeat the whole uh, system of the new league uh, format. But yeah. but but it, the first thing we can say is that there are going to be very few games in this uh, initial round. Um, Eighteen. So yeah, we've played just... three already. 18 uh, games, and of course, just three games, that's not a lot, but if you, you we've lost two games already, and, um, you know, we, we, it must be mentioned that we have one game in hand, so we can get out of the, yeah. the relegation zone, and if we win that game, uh, we can actually be just one point behind promotion, so, I mean, but this is how we were talking the whole last season as well, I mean, if we just win this game, if they just lose this game, maybe we, it can happen. But we yeah. need to win. We need to win. And, you know, right now we are in the relegation zone. And, uh, yeah, does not uh, look like a good start. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and this, we've discussed the ramifications of what happens if we yeah. don't perform this season. That it's a bit, it's a double whammy in terms of if, we, if we're in the third division next season, we're going into the fourth division because of the way the restructure yeah. is happening. Yeah. But, like, the, the upside to all this is that we're not the only ones struggling, thank God. So no. every team, when we were kind of hesitant to make predictions, but when I think what I was confident of was that Atletico Madrid and Atletico Belares would be the ones walking this division. And lo and behold, Atletico Madrid are the team above us in ninth and Belares are in fifth. So, yeah. like, <laughs> no one no one is having any sort of fortune with this se- this season. So everyone is struggling the new format, which is good, because yeah. the only team that's not in the conversation is Las Rojas, and that's just because they're miserable and are rock bottom. So I mean, I mean, the team up top, if, if, if I'm looking at the right table here, it's because we were struggling to find the table, yeah. but it was it's Naval Carnero, which I, yeah. I've never heard about them before this We season. played them this weekend. You know, you know, before this season, it was just... Well, I mean, yeah. nothing sums it up better than San Sebastian being in third or fourth. I mean, that's a, that, that says enough in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, but we, we have the players to turn it around, but... Uh, 
yeah, so it's not like a total crisis yet, but uh, um, what do you think has gone wrong so far then? Well, I think I think the major issue at the moment is that we're not... I, well, from the game I saw, we're not making... We didn't make enough chances against Getafe B. They got to yeah. sit back, and to be honest, for the most part, they were comfortable. Yeah. F- until the last 10, 15 minutes of... Of uh, of the first half, and then even into the yeah, just generally we're not making enough chances. And I mean, when you, it's all well and good to say, well, we conceded off a here slip or a once in a lifetime yeah, yeah, goal, yeah. but when you're not creating enough chances, you're masters of your own downfall. And there's yeah, the you, talent yeah. is there, you know. You can't you afford talk. to do these mistakes when yeah. uh, you don't create enough chances. So, and in, in in this uh, game against uh, Mahadaonda, we created a few chances, but they also created chances. So yeah. It's not, you know, we haven't been that much better than the opponent that, you know, and we should be. We should be. So we beat Las Rosas. We should mention that we have covered that in another episode. But they are, uh, where are they now? They're bottom. They're bottom, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I suppose suppose you have to take that into account. Yeah. And I suppose the other thing at the moment to mention is that we have, I think Sam mentioned in his article that there's five Kind of players that we would use that would be stars in the Castilla team not available, yeah, uh, yeah, from one thing or another. But I mean, that I mean, sure, that's that's certainly something you could say is a of an effect. But when you look at the depth we had, I mean, Luis yeah. Lopez is not is not a massive drop off from uh Diego Altuve, mm. you know, and um, he am is not a massive drop off. He am's in Fargan, anything is a improvement on Sergio Santos, yeah, which, yeah. No offense to Sergio Santos, no, no, but it's true, um, yeah. But yeah, I think we, we have the resources to be doing a lot better, regardless of injury or yeah, uh, yeah, or luck, you know, you make your um, own luck. Do you know why Blanco and uh, Arriba started on the bench this game? I don't. Be, <laughs> that was uh, very frank, weird. They, I, have, I have no idea. I they think, have, uh, yeah. I mean, Raul tried the five at the back formation, which is interesting. <laughs> interesting because well, I don't know. I wouldn't say even if the option is there to fill, if a defender gets in it injured, to fill him with an fill in with another defender. I don't think we have a huge amount of defensive depth. Yeah, we've been talking about that. Just uh, the lack of defenders, and that we will have to bring up someone from. Yeah. Life, and I don't think, issues. and I, I could be speaking out of ignorance because it was Juvenov, it, the Juvenov B defenders, and I'm not a genius on those, but there isn't really anyone grabbing the headlines there. No, they're all very, they, they're all kind of green to this. <laughs> they're all very green at the moment. They're not, not like what last season's group was. But I'm not sure if I agree that we were playing five at the back because the lineup showed it. But um, I thought Ramon was playing almost as a clear left back. While Miguel Gutierrez was playing almost as a winger, so um, that was. What do you think about that? If you know, just playing Ramon so far out to the to the left, I it's probably not the best use of his abilities. He's a kind of he's a centre back by trade. Then yeah. Gutierrez at wing is what kind of catches my eye because what I would say I noticed about Gutierrez in retrospect when he when he kind of when Zidane put him in the spotlight it's just his eye for goal he seems he's a for a fullback he's a very he's very astute in front of goal and seems to get a couple every season he got yeah. I think he got eight when things closed up at Juvenile A he got three oh. or four during the youth league 
and he has gotten one already for Castilla. Mm. So he does. I mean that he does have an attacking. Element but that doesn't mean that you know. I don't, you know just because no. you have a fullback who can well, score well, goals. I think, yeah. yeah, I think what you always have to remember with fullbacks and wingers is kind of the context in which they play. Like a yeah. winger, a fullback is supposed to overload, whereas a winger is an offensive option, consistent mm. offensive option. Yeah. A fullback is someone who's coming in on the overload, so he's taking advantage of the fact that there's a winger in his play, in his yeah. in the spot that's already being occupied by a defender, so he takes advantage of that space. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but but it, it is interesting, nonetheless, to get Gutierrez further up the field, considering his offensive yeah. abilities. But, I mean, at the cost of putting Rama, Ramon at left-back, no, I don't think it's worth it. No. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about... Um... <laughs> it's very early after three games. But if we include the preseason games, did you watch some preseason games? I did. I watched. Yeah. I think I watched all but one. Yeah, I think so. I think I did as well. Just I watched a lot of them. Um, and also we have the um, the youth league, which um, we yeah. saw a lot of loss from. So uh, from from just based on what we've seen from all you know, the preseason youth league, the league starts. Um, who has impressed you the most? I have to say, I mean, I don't know if you agree with me, but I do think Santos made an improvement considering where he started in yeah. preseason. He looked very, very shaky in preseason. I actually and think he's gotten a bit more solid as as it's progressed. And now you're mainly talking about the league starts. Yeah, I think he's improved. Well, I mean, it's a small sample size, but from yeah. what I've seen of him, he's improved massively from his first game with Castilla. Mm. Seems uh, like he will be a crucial I, player this season because yeah. of his versatility. Yeah. I think if we're going to talk... Hugo Duro is probably just the the runaway winner of that of who's impressed me the most to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh I said it I don't know if I said it while we were recording or before we started recording but he just he doesn't need that many chances to score mm, a goal. Seems like a good finisher. He yeah. had under 10 touches against Getafe. He had very yeah. little he saw so little of the ball and he pulled off just a magnificent header to <laughs> to open the to get us back on level terms it mm. was and it was by no means easy for a player who had three or four chances at goal or had three yeah. or four goals under his belt yeah uh, that he was able to do it with very little of the game having had very little impact on the game was so impressive and i yeah. think he i mean from what i've seen of the maya honda game he he made an impression in that one as well although he didn't score He's going to be a very, very important player for us this season. I don't think he's going to get benched a lot. I think when you just take him out of the team, I think the team will suffer. Yeah, yeah, he's our, he's the clear offensive weapon at the moment. Yeah, um, and you would hope that home game, you know, two losses on the we two losses back to back that we'd expect some sort of reaction, and Duro mm. would probably be at the blunt end of that reaction. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, if I have to choose one, I'm not sure. It's difficult. I think from if we consider all the games, including the youth league, the preseason, I think Arribas is uh, yeah. just looks phenomenal. Um, just oh, yeah, no, just very good dribble. I mentioned him many times, but uh, I can do it one more time. So I think he must be the one who has impressed me the most. I think Marvin has come a long way as well. And Blanco, yeah. You know, considering our poor start, we have a lot of positive things to say about them. But we we know their potential. We know their potential. Yeah. Yeah. Altuve also had a very good game. I don't remember what game it was, but uh, he showed us that he can. Yeah, he showed us he can he can be an important uh, 
player as well. So yeah, um, the parts are there. It's just we don't want to enter the the cycle we were in last season where there was no consistency. No, no, no. Especially now, this season of all seasons, we have to have the consistency. Yeah. So if we take again, if we take all of the games into account, so that it doesn't become like a super small sample size, who has um, disappointed you the most? Disappointed. Uh, oof, I'll probably pick. Unfortunately, I'm probably gonna have to pick on one of the new signings. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I've not been too impressed with Kenneth Soler or mm. Vallejo. I'm not really sure. I mean, Vallejo has been significantly better than Kenneth Soler. Yeah. Um, let me think. Who else? Yeah, so I agree that Kenneth Soler doesn't. I because I always think that when we bring someone from outside, they're going to be clear stars. I think yeah. Kenneth is. Uh, Soler has really been the standout disappointment for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't really say. I can no, I can't really say anyone else to be honest. I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah, just uh, based on my expectations from him, I think he hasn't been bad. He's actually scored a goal even, so... But Miguel Gutierrez... Yeah. Just, uh, he hasn't been shining enough for me to see the he, hype. Yeah, he's... I think... Well, he's struggled. I think he struggled with two things. I think he's had a little bit of... He's had a bout with inner, inner, uh, injury recently. Yeah. If I recall correctly. And I also think he's struggling with what Raul asks of a fullback. Okay, what do you mean? Well, I think there's just I think in terms of how Raul plays this game, his full his wide players, especially his fullbacks, are a massive part of that philosophy and kind of the work rate and the positioning and you know all these elements that come into what Raul has of his fullback is. You mean defensively? Both, I think on both ends of the stick, he's in he asks a lot. I think because uh, because offensively, Miguel Gutierrez should be very fun. Yeah, he scored. I mean, he scored one I mean, goal. Just based on what I've heard from him, he's a very attacking fullback. Yeah. And he's, he's shown that he is, but... Uh, he scored just... a goal, but I mean, I, I can't say that he's brought anything in terms of, like, outside that goal, he's brought any kind of consistent offensive threat to me, for me, anyways, compared to what he brought previously. I haven't said that, he went under the radar for me previously, but still, I do think he struggled a little bit. And he's also he was, been between dressing rooms as well. I don't know how that yeah, affects the player. I, I was about to say that he's been training with the first team and everything. So uh, I was thinking, oh, man, we're going to get this. Uh, I mean, but it's only three games in again. But but he didn't do, he didn't impress me that much in the youth league either. So I think if nobody ever told me if I didn't have any knowledge about him as a player beforehand... Yeah. I don't think I would have noticed him that much. I don't think I would have uh, mentioned him yeah. as one of the best talents. I, there was a Keon forwarded a comment on to me from Patreon about, you know, what's all this hype about Miguel Gutierrez about. Oh. And, you know, we have, she correctly pointed out that we have a lot of talented fullbacks in the academy and have had, but, and she was saying that she doesn't see the next Carvajal in Gutierrez. And basically, there's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack of it, Some a lot of it that I don't necessarily disagree with. I think, I, I mean, I can, in like I said, in retrospect, I understood some of the excitement with Gutierrez, but if you watch him looking for the next Carvajal or that, you're going to be greatly disappointed because he's a he's a young player at a at an interesting stage of his career, and a lot is going to, you know, a lot comes up. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I do, I honestly think there's been a step up from what 
Poyatos asked what Poyatos use Gutierrez for and what, what so what's, Raul what's the main asked. I think, then? like I said, I think it's it's um, prominence in his role. I don't think he was as prominent in Piatos in Piatos's system as compared to Raul. He's asked he's an important defensive and offensive aspect of Raul's system. Okay, yeah. So no, much of the ball, so much of Raul's attacking game is played out wide, and I, mm. I mean Gutierrez is good offensively, but I think he has struggled in fulfilling that role. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. for the way for what Raul would like out of his fullbacks offensively, he struggled fulfilling that role. I mean, it's uh, it's way too early, and and not only yeah. that, it's it's also his first season as Castilla player, so we don't usually expect much from the newly promoted this players. Yeah, I think I think we have. I think our whole Gutierrez experience so far has been very much colored by the fact that Zidane had him training with the first team. Yeah, yeah, I think, but also just the fact that you know I've been hearing so much good about him for for a long time. So has it really been that long? <laughs> No, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's just the yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's just the training sessions and the, because people were mentioning him as you know joining the first team already. I mean, it's uh... people still do. It's he's still on the the and Blanco is the same. Poor old Blanco gets thrown into the you know could he play instead of Casemiro conversation. But which... don't you you know don't you think Blanco has uh, improved a lot? No, immensely. It's just that I think it's funny because I don't really see, I not it's not a slight on Blanco's talents is it just a it's funny to me because he's so it's black and white between him and Casemiro they're two just polar opposite players yeah yeah definitely definitely so it's just funny when I see someone you know see someone mention Blanco as a alternative as a replacement to Casemiro when in fact he's a massive alternative to Casemiro yeah he, yeah it's an alternative yeah which yeah. I mean I, I, I like what Casemiro brings to the game defensively, but one might argue that overall Blanco might be the better option in two or three years' time. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, maybe even sooner. Oh, well, I know where you stand on that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe even sooner, maybe even today. <laughs> yeah, maybe even tomorrow, you never know. Yeah, maybe tomorrow, no. But uh, yeah, I like Blanco a lot. I think he's... Uh, I was, He was one of the players who I was thinking, okay, he's... He's a joy to watch and everything, but will he ever become good enough defensively? But now I've seen great improvements, yeah, and he's doing it at man. senior level. And uh, you know, now I just don't see any reason why he shouldn't become just a very good defensive midfielder. He's not that tall, maybe, but you know, you don't have to be. So yeah, well, I don't think we've seen. I don't think we've seen the Morante Blanco uh, pivot like we saw at the Ute League come come to live in Segunda B. Which Maybe Morante is a uh, player who he has. Uh, he's been very quiet. He's been a little bit too quiet, but but yeah, yeah, early times for him as well. But early but days has, still. It's all early days. Hopefully, has, it just all comes uh, together next weekend, and we'll be singing, you know, singing everyone's praises next weekend. I love how I love how we're shitting on everyone and then just. But, but it's early <laughs> It'll days. Be fine it's early next days. weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I in general, I'm 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 very positive when I'm looking at this uh, group of players so i don't think i i think you know getting uh, relegated I, that would surprise me enormously that would take a miracle yeah, i almost. have to say my my expectations have been tempered a little i was i was kind of pos i was optimistic by the idea that we'd get that final promotion spot we might still do because i mean you look the what i who i had pinned for promotion aren't even aren't yeah. in the same position we are 
but yeah, I, I'm kind of looking now and thinking maybe it's not going to come together like we had hoped. But there's, yeah. I mean, it, obviously we've talked about the small margins, but it's still only three games, so it is. It is. Can, so. I think we can leave the doom bell until about halfway through and then see where we are. Yeah. Um, I do have. I was uh, having some. Uh, who do you think will be the um, the star player at the end of the season? Do you star have uh, who will be like the the player of the season? You think Duro seems like the obvious candidate again? Yeah, yeah. I just think he's so. I think Sam Sam was ahead of the game on this one, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, yeah it's he a was. shame we don't have him on because I think of all the of the three of us, he was probably the guy who was hyping Duro up the most before. Um, even when around the time that he signed. And actually, I suppose, again, something interesting I read about Duro is that he was kind of, he was Raul's target, but it was Manu Hernandez who worked with Catafe was able to bring him in. Oh. Which is, it's a cool story, I think, just how kind of shows where, how much of an effect Fernandez has had in the couple of months he's had in charge. He's done a yeah. good job so far, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, I think Duro is a level above this, this crop of teams, I think he's just too good. He's too good to be playing as going to be. And as a result, you would think he'd be the one who will impress. Yeah, yeah. I think sense. if he, if we play, if we play the sort of games we'd hope to play, if we make that promotion playoff and make that run, he could make the twenty goal club, which is a massive oh. achievement for a Castilla player. But I, I think for when I see a player who can score, just regardless of other external factors which is what i was talking with salazar you mm. have to expect a very very good level from him you know um what do you think about um blanco can he compete 100 yeah i mean the goals steal the show but yeah I definitely think i've seen i've seen a coming of age of blanco front in the u league i saw just a completely different beast of a player yeah I'd, yeah i mean we knew he had potential but i it, it came true in little tidbits whereas the youth league he just unleashed all of that potential yeah, you yeah, saw yeah, yeah. It and it was yeah it I was think, really uh, exciting and i don't think, I think he the, slowed down i think the player of the season will probably be one of the guys who has been here for a year already i think it's difficult to be as consistent when you're newly promoted so um, yeah i also got to mention our center back pairing just Gila with Palma, paul ramon playing a little bit of left back hasn't quite clicked yet has got yeah yeah it's still it's still a partnership in the works. Yeah, and I think Kia making a mistake was kind of had to rub my eyes against Getafe because he doesn't make mistakes. He's That's so weird from him. Mm. Yeah, but I think yeah, definitely there's some. It's still it's still figuring out its cliques. But if it yeah if it clicks like it if it clicks like it did in the youth league and clicks like it did in under 19s, then it will certainly be some something to watch. But I think. In fairness, we've well not with here and choose, but Ramon. Anyways, we've made it quite and Gutierrez. We've made it quite clear the talent that's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I had I don't have think I have many more points on my list. We even we even talked about Juvenila. I wanted just to talk a little bit about them towards the end, but we have covered it. <laughs> we did it very first. nicely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose the only thing that's left is to mention that the. Spanish what was it Spanish under twenty ones qualified for the European Championships, which was. No surprise, to be honest, because they were the holders, so you'd have expected them to qualify. Yeah. But uh, the, I, the the game, bef- I think it was against... Oh, God, who was it against? I can't remember. Anyways, about four or five Real Madrid products played in that game that helped them qualify, and they won 4-1, 3-4, three, 
4-1 or something like that. Who was it? I'm going to look it up now. They played yeah. over the weekend. I didn't catch the game, but they won again. And I used and... to, we're back in the Jose Rodriguez and Murata days. I used to watch all of the Spanish under-19s, under-21 games. That was it's, so entertaining. Yeah, it's a good time to watch it. I mean, Fran Garcia is playing, well, Fran Garcia is kind of trying to break in. Uh, Who into was that? The, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like Ricky Puj, Pedri. I mean, unfortunately, I have to name some of the Barcelona players because they've been really, they've been quite, uh, they've, I've been quite taken with Pedri. He's really, really good from uh, yeah. an under twenty yeah. ones, which is yeah. sad because he doesn't play for us. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's been pretty good, and uh, Ricky Puj is good. Brahim Diaz, obviously, the standout. Yeah. He's he um, he scored in the two games that I watched. But uh, yes, Kazakhstan, they won three 0 and were able to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. And five x five x or current Real Madrid youngsters played for played in that team. Yeah, and they played the Faroe Islands, which was a kind of throwaway game uh, mm. this week. And I don't actually know the result, but I know Danny Gomez played, and I think Fran Garcia might have started as well. Oh, okay, nice. So I mean, if if you want to watch more youth football, the Spanish under twenty ones is the place to go. Unfortunately. Age groups below that, from what my knowledge, they've cancelled those tournaments, so they're not playing. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, I suppose they just the logistics of it just weren't they weren't able to figure it out, and the yeah. pandemic as well limits them. So uh, that's all under the all wrapped up, which is unfortunate because I know I think the under 19s European Championship was in Northern Ireland this year. So oh, okay. <laughs> this, time last, this time last year, I was thinking maybe I'd go watch some games, but that would have been fun, yeah. Now it's now it's completely now it's completely <laughs> off the table altogether. It's not even yeah. going to be played. Everything, um, everything's off. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's sad, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, under 19, seven twenty ones. It's just it's the same as academy football. It's just another world yeah. in the you know, football world. Just another yeah section. Yeah, it's so, been it's been dealt a cruel hand by the coronavirus. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's that's unfair, really, for the player because I know the senior players are established. The, these guys are the ones that need these games and need mm. the season to be well, you know, well structured and well played out and with no interruptions. Yeah, which they haven't gotten. And maybe no. that's something we haven't taken into account as well. That so much of the, you know, we took ten under 19s in, and were most of them are playing in this. In a Sioux and the B, there's going to be adaption period as well. Yeah, it's you have to expect that. Yeah. We have to expect it. Um, you have to allow maybe, it. Maybe <laughs> the, to shine a positive on the recent results. Although there's an adaption period, we've played very, very well. It's just yeah. there hasn't been the chance creation is the only issue. So, but we always say that with Castilla. So <laughs> this season we have to expect yeah. <laughs> results as well. Raúl so. is becoming something of a master of playing very well, but mm, mm. struggling with results. Yeah, yeah, and I guess, you know, you can argue what is his role. Is it to get results? Is it to develop them, make them play good football, I, think, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I think we've had debates in the past, but this season it's quite clear that results are what he, what, are what we need, not... Yeah, just because of the circumstances, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next game was against uh, Real Carnero. Yeah, that's it. No, They're in second, so that should be interesting. They're in first, actually. Oh, are they? Oh, my goodness. Well, right. there you see. We win yeah. that. Changes everything, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it actually does. It changes a lot if we massively. Do, if we win that and one, then we do. And we have Atletico Belares uh, on Wednesday, the Wednesday the twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the game after the. It is yes, it's the game after. So it's not this Wednesday, Wednesday after. So it's a busy week for Castilla after yeah. 
two weeks of nothing. Let's hope for the best. I think we've covered most of it, no? We've done well. Yeah. <laughs> I we think didn't so. have our we didn't have our big voice with us today, but hopefully no, hopefully his housing situation will figure out eventually and he'll yeah. be able to rejoin. Yeah, let's hope so. We need Sam uh, with us, of course. Yeah. Right. We'll wrap it up there, so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me. Or <laughs> I, well, you called me, so I joined you. You have to thank me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Thank you. And uh, You're welcome. It's a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. It'd be interesting now to see where this pops up. Uh, I don't think anyone's expecting us to record after no, so long. It's not been such a long so. time, but uh, yeah, yeah. We, we we mentioned before we started that we got to do it more consistently yeah. now. It's just we we got to accept that we can't get everyone together at every podcast. So that's, yeah, and uh, the, unfortunately, yeah. we may not have games to discuss. But I mean, we yeah. spent 15, 20 minutes not talking about a game today, so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's we'll always have to, stuff we'll to make a pledge to be a bit more consistent. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, fingers crossed there will be a game this weekend because it'll be a little bit. I don't want to. Have to go. I don't. I missed two weeks of Castilla, so I would like a little bit of a run of it before we have to worry about suspended games again. I agree, absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for yes. Me. It's a pleasure. Let's uh, let's talk together next time. We will. Uh, Alan Madrid. A, yeah. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.